Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hello, MLFers, and welcome to The Midlife. Um, hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. I love how good you are keeping me on track. You're like, look it for one, because we always have to get like a cover shot for the podcast. And the ones have been so funny it that you put up while we're looking. <laughs> right? But I love like, you. Yeah. that was, felt very much like a director, like one look at the camera. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. Make my life easier. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I, I hope that I was staring into your eyes, MLFer. As we started our podcast this morning, yes. I wanted to share a little experience I had yesterday that I think might be a common experience for many of us. And that is I had to have a follow-up mammogram yesterday and I was kind of freaking out about it. Have you had that happen before where you go in and they're yeah. like, something to watch? I don't know if everyone has had this experience, but I feel like it's pretty common that I'm yet to hear about anyone just going in for a mammogram and going like, you're cool. I feel like they always have something that they're not sure what it is. So they need to freak you out and have you come back. And I, I, and obviously you want to go back and do your due diligence, but it is a disconcerting phone call. And whether it's like they just can't read it or the picture isn't clear or there's something and they can't tell what it is, you know, it's just like, oh, I just feel bad. And I know so many of the women I know, you know, have that panic week or you get it done on a Friday and you won't hear from them until all week, you know, you get to sit all weekend panicking, waiting for the, the results yeah. and stuff. So yeah, I, I know I heard it in that, your voice yesterday. Yeah. Well, I mean, two things about that. One is um, I am actually of that first group that I just go in, it's routine, no problem. Everything looks great, done. So to have something was even more like flip me out, right? Um, and the second thing is, mm-hmm. is that I've known about this for months and I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell Dave. I didn't tell you. I didn't, you know, I just was like, and, and then to a certain extent, I was a little bit proud of myself because I am, have been in the past, like a very much anxious hypochondriac. And I was like, okay, they said to come back in two months. Um, I like checked in with myself. I'm like, I don't really think this is anything. And, and what it was, was just like a fluid filled cyst. I was like, I rationalized it all away. And I actually was able to put it away. Until I had to go take care of it yesterday. So mm. but that was good. Yeah. That's pretty amazing, right? To, I mean, the choice, right? Yeah. Either I can continue to freak out about it, even though I don't know what it is. And uh, I have a girlfriend that they always say, like, don't freak out until there's something to freak out about. Like, we don't we don't worry before there's something to worry about. And like, way to that, till something happens that we need to like figure out and show up for. Yeah, I remember that in these moments. And I think it's helpful. Well, the worry is so interesting, too, because I think the worry contributes to illness for sure. So that's number one. For sure. The stress of it. Yeah. But worry can be very helpful at times, too. So there have been times in my life where I worried, worried, worried. And it took me a long time to connect the dots that I could alleviate the worry by taking care of something. And in this case, Mm -hmm. I did put it away for a while. And then I started to worry about it. And the reason I was worrying about it was because it was time to make the follow-up appointments. I was like, oh, okay. You know, like this is here for a reason. I have to address this. And I did. 
So it's like a it's a matter of like managing it, but then also using it. Yeah, I mean, isn't that that would be feelings one hundred and one to me? It's like (laughs) when the feeling shows up and you and you feel it. It's like instead of just staying in the feeling, it's like why is it here? Right? What is it here to help me? What what is it here to tell me? Right? And so that was so perfect that that's exactly what you did. It's like oh. So the worry's back and that means it's time to make a new choice, right? There, there's something to be done here. And you're right. I think a lot of us, it's like we're afraid of the answer and finding the truth. So we just don't. And so you sit in the worry and you sit in the stress and you sit in whatever the unknown is and you build that stress. And, you know, it's like, you. what's worse? You know, just not worrying until there's something to worry about and go find the information or sitting in that just thick stress that, you know, we know is really the worst thing you can do for yourself. Yeah. So how do we get yeah. past that when we're like, what, what do we do? Like you held on to it for yourself, but it didn't eat at you. And when it started to eat at you, you did something. But what about when we hold on to it and it is eating at us? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, just to remind everybody listening um, that I am a feeler, a remedial feeler. I'm like, I have to go through like summer school because I've spent a lifetime ignoring feelings, either uh, well, like on a on a complete uh, opposite end of the scale, either completely ignoring them or over feeling them and doing nothing about them, so that they were like kind of crushing. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I mean, I'm thinking of a specific example. Like I had a swollen lymph node under my arm for like over a year where I was like planning my funeral and like mm-hmm. thinking about, I mean, mm-hmm. just like horrible, horrible stuff until I finally did something about it, which that was a horrible experience where the doctor before surgery told me that I for sure had lymphoma before it had been biopsied. So that was a divine 24 hours. Turned out it was nothing, Ugh. right? And Cause things happen. Your body oh. does your body does things for a reason. Like so obviously something had gotten in my system and my lymph node did its job. It caught it and it, whatever, had it removed and it was all benign. And so thank God, but that I have specific memories of like being on vacation with my family, looking at my children and like having to go inside the hotel and cry because I had already decided what was happening instead of actually going to a doctor Ugh. and figuring it out. Right. So like how, how terrible And then with this thing coming up, I just kept telling myself, okay, if it's something, that's why I'm going so that you can't, that you can do something about it if it is something. And that's a good thing. Right. Make your choices. Right. I always say gather, gather the information. Like, doesn't mean that you have to follow what the doctor says. It doesn't mean like, you know, that big decisions need to be made no matter what information you get. Just gather the information, take a beat and, you know move from there, whether you want to get more opinions or everything's fine, or, you know, you need more information, you need to understand it better. I I think it's, it's about that ownership of it's your body. And so this information is for you to decide what you're going to do with that information, and how you are going to take best care of yourself moving forward, right? And so yes, I think that there's a part of us that thinks, we aren't in control of our body, like, especially because, you know, the doctor and that hierarchy of like, Mm. they know best. So you have to do whatever they say. And it's like, well, just take a beat, like take their information and sit with it. And, you know, talk to yourself, talk to your people that you love, talk to other people, you know, whatever, make your, make your choices and know that you really are in control and 
they're just there to give you the information they have. Right. And actually, I have a yes, but with this, to be honest. So the doctor says it's um, absolutely benign, um, not, no other measures need to be taken. Um, and there's a part of me that will discuss with my doctor the yes, but. Yes, but it's not supposed to be there. So like, why is it there? Does it need to stay there? What are the risks to taking it out? If I leave it in, does it have the potential of deciding to become something? So like, I think that also because we have agency over our bodies, that whether the news is good, bad, we want to hear what you didn't want to hear, you have like an obligation to yourself to, to see it all the way through. Like, I don't feel like just this report should just give me a pass. I have more questions and I'm going to ask them. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey there, midlifers. It's Tracy and Kimby. And did you know that we also have a natural body care business? It's called Hello Mellow. And it is a natural way to moisturize and get rid of any of your dry skin conditions from alligator skin to dry bumps to eczema, anything that you have. It's food grade, it's natural, and it really works. Grab yours at hellomellow.com, H-E-L-L-O-M-E-L-L-O-W.com and use coupon code THEMIDLIFE to get 10% off your order. It's so wonderful, right? I think it's hard for people to do that. So it's such a great thing to hear, you know, and to be reminded that, you know, and even if you leave and you're kind of in shock about the whole thing and you, you know, you have that, make that list and go see the doctor, you know, sometimes I make appointments to see my doctor just to sit with them. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to pay for a visit. I have like, I have 10 questions that I want to sit across from you and see if those create more questions. And I, I want your you know, expert advice. And then I'm going to see what I want to do with that too. But I think it's important that even if you don't do it in that moment, which you're so good at, um, that you still get to compile your feelings and your questions and go back and, and revisit them. And I think, yeah, it's really important information what you just gave. It's like, yeah, you just because they say like, Hey, you're good. It's like, okay, what what does that mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. and all those other questions that you just ask are so great. Empowering. Like more information. Just keep gathering more information so you feel clear. Yes. Um, and I think the point of us having this conversation today is like we want to hold ourselves out, out as examples of the things we do right, the things that we do wrong, the things that are in our head. And so maybe if somebody's listening and you've been avoiding something or you've got a bump somewhere that doesn't feel right, you're scared to go see a doctor, or you have difficult choices to make to empower you to do something about it. You don't just have to sit and suffer. Um, and the sooner that you act on things, the more likely you are to one, if you just feel better in your day-to-day life, right. Or two, if there's something wrong to be able to take care of it while you have you know, a window of opportunity and scary stuff. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah. And I think that knowledge feels 
uh, empowering, right? It feels like it, you kind of take back some control. Like you feel when you don't know enough and you don't have the answers and it all feels question marky, it's really stressful. And how do you make a choice from there? You can't make a great choice from there. And so the grounding of gathering the information, of asking the questions, of going to the doctor, just seeing, or even, you know, having the information and still not knowing what to do leaning on your friends and being able to say the words out loud and even be able to say, I'm scared. Does anyone know anyone that's gone through this? I mean, I, I have found that I have connected girlfriend, like, wait a minute. I just had a friend that went through this. You should talk to them. Like they know better than I would ever know. Cause they've been through it. And those people usually love to reach out and share that experience because they've learned so much from it. And that's so empowering to have that, you know, and everyone's story is totally different, even if you're going through the same thing, but mm-hmm. it's still good to hear someone's story so that you can have that support and just kind of open your brain and your heart to new ideas, right? Because you wouldn't even know the things that they know because they just went through it. Yeah. I also just find it interesting in in reflection that I didn't tell, I told you as I was pulling into the driveway where I was going. You know, we talk Mm -hmm. every day practically and I didn't tell Dave, usually we have that conversation in the morning, like, oh, what are you doing today? And so we have, didn't have that conversation and I didn't mention it to him until I left. I, I went and had the appointment and I just like, I yeah. feel like it might be sort of like what a self-protection mechanism, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, little fear, little unknown, you know, and I think we do that too, where we don't want to worry people before we know the information. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's some, there's self-protection, but there's also protecting our people where it's like, okay, I don't really want to make it a big deal. Until I have all the the, information, you know, sometimes. What side of the people that are on the opposite side of that, that tell everybody and then make it like a big drama? (laughs) Also, you know, those people. I mean, there's all people available for all things. (laughs) Right. So, you know, um, I, I think we just. I think we all handle it differently. And some people, you know, get really wrapped up in the drama and it feels that dramatic to them, right? It's really anxious and, you know, that's how they deal. So, you know, that you deal with keeping it quiet, right? And so sharing when you're ready, you know, we all, we're all just fascinating, aren't we? <laughs> None of us are all the same. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I've been snarky for a moment, sorry. But you know, like you read this Facebook post and they're like, I could really use your like thoughts and prayers right now or just something very open-ended and you're like, oh my God, what is happening? Like purposely stirring up the pot. Yeah. I could do it. I know. I I find that fascinating. Like if you want to share, then you might as well tell everybody what is happening rather than creating this tremendous drama and a void of information. Yeah. Because I don't get sucked in. I mean, and sometimes they share all the information. I prefer that. If you want people I to don't know. know what you're talking about, just tell them what's going on instead of being really cryptic about it, but yet being completely public about it. I don't think you get to do that. I think either you're a sharer mm. or a not sharer, but the cryptic, uh, I feel like that's a manipulation. So people will reach out and be like, oh my God, just being snarky. Yeah. Well, you don't have to be, you don't have to go snarky with me. I'm I know. Saying. You don't have to. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm, there's, that's there's every that version. drives me crazy. That drives me irritates me. That drives you crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of looking for, you know, prayers and energy on that thing that you used to have friends on. And (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) uh, but 
I, I, you know what I always think is like, I'm always sending good vibes to everybody. So, you know, check. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't need to send extra today. I, I, I'm always doing it. And that's, that is my hope. So hopefully they're all being felt, you know, but yeah, I do. I do feel that pull sometimes, but you know, sometimes people need extra. But then just either, if you're going to go public, I feel like you need to say what you need. What what's going on? I I just feel like it's very it's, it's a complete manipulation. I don't know what else to say about it. It's a manipulation. I know you do. What if I wrote so anyway, on there? I was like, I got stuff going on and I need extra today. Like everyone send me extra. I would, would say, you be annoyed with me? Yes, but you would never do that. I would be annoyed with you because I would say if you need extra, <laughs> then you need to go to your people that are there for you for the extra and not put it into the you know ether of your 500 mm. not close friends of Facebook. I find it I bet very there's, attention grabby. I bet everyone listening has a different opinion. Bring <laughs> I it. Bet there's, I want to hear bet there's it. people that agree and yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's feelings on every side and they're all valid, right? Yeah. I'm just saying if you need to reach out, yeah. by all means, I mean, I don't out, spend but... a lot of time on there. I, I don't either. <laughs> it's hilarious, right? Because we do it all for all the time for the business, but um, I do not go on there like I used to at all, but you know, yes. it's a great way to connect with all of you. And you can always DM us because we do want to hear from you. So please. Oh, for sure. We are in it for this because we have we intention where this is our gang. We want to be there with you for Absolutely. sure. Well, um, we just really hope so, that you lean in and if you need extra empowerment, right, we're here too. you know, DM you us, email why. us. <laughs> but do you tell us? <laughs> you tell Kimby why. Know what I'm hoping and praying for. <laughs> yeah. But also, if you just need support, like go to the doctor or just being afraid, right? You need that extra push. Know that we're here to like even Tracy's energetically here. push you and say, go for it. Like, you're here. You are totally here. You are always supportive. I want to know. And if someone was afraid to go to the doctor, you'd be like, go, go to the doctor, yes. go find out the information. Go, would. you would, would totally say, go support now. that. And I know that. Yes. Because nothing, the outcome isn't going to change. Whatever. I kept saying that to myself. I'm like, whatever it is, it is. Going or not going doesn't change what is happening. But the long-term. And even as a, yeah, as an airy-fairy body worker and whatnot in the healing world, I would say it does change. It does matter. Because if you're going to sit in the swamp of stress and you're going to, fear and you're going to come up with all those stories. Like I'm not going to be here for my kids. I'm not going to, you know, whatever it is, all those things you're building that inside yourself, your energetic, like to me, there is a difference. So go get the information just to keep yourself clean and that you're not creating more disease in your body. And I think it, it actually does matter. It does matter. You know, we talk about another super irritating health thing that happened to me yesterday. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> um, so um, we have always had to pay for private health insurance because my husband has his own business and we have our own business. So, um, you know, people talk about, oh, it's so hard to work for other people, but having insurance from an institution is a nice benefit. So what ends up happening is that we spend a ridiculous amount of money on insurance because our health is important to me. That is part of like what I do for my family. And if a kid's sick or doesn't feel well, like that kid is going to the doctor and we are handling it. I never want to think about all of that, but they never pay for anything. 
And it's really just there like in case of emergency, really something hard. So I feel just thankfully we are ripped off every year because we never really use the benefits. I'm going to say that that, thank God, right? However, they're so in our business, these insurance companies that I've been getting calls from the, uh, like an RN that works for the insurance company to discuss my healthcare, like what, what I should be doing or what they want me to be doing or, you know, so that they can manage it. So I've been getting these messages. I've probably gotten like five messages and I keep ignoring it. Well, yesterday I did feel like ignoring it because I was not ignoring my health yesterday and I was <laughs> a little pissy about all of it. So it answered the phone. Hi, this is so-and-so from Blue Shield. Yeah, I know why you're calling. And I said, it's not your fault. You're doing your job. But I find it completely unethical that as an insurance company that you think you can get involved in my health care. And I want to be taken off this list. So she said, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> she was like, I'm out. So I don't really understand. So they're trying to tell you so, what to... Yes. So they leave messages like we Explain want to talk, me. They want to like they want to dictate like where you're going for care, what care you're getting, um, and like be be part of your healthcare planning. Hmm. Which I just find I find it unethical. Like that's not their job. Mm. And they cage it yeah. as they cage it as like oh it's a benefit and a service of the ten million dollars I'm paying them a year. That we decide what we pay, right. what we don't pay. We're make also sure going to help you, you yeah, decide what, where you're going. I mean, even down to like the medication that my kids have been taking. So my 23-year-old's been taking an asthma medication since he was two. But it's nobody can make money from it anymore because it's way out of the patent and it's super old school medication. And, and it has one single ingredient and it doesn't um, poison people. And it, like, all you know, it's been around for now like... 30 some odd, 40 years, they won't pay for that medication anymore. And so that costs us, you know, like $200 a month for two kids that are on it because they want us to go use the new medication that has all sorts of black box warnings and stuff. So I'm just kind of right. sick of the involvement and feeling like I have very little choice. And the, actually I have a choice and the choice is I have to spend the money to take care of myself and my family the way that I deem appropriate. And that is a luxury that I have. And, and luckily I don't think that, that you can. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think that should be a luxury for people. Pisses me off. Thank you for yeah, it's, allowing it's very me to upsetting my because <laughs> Yeah, it's really unfair. And it, it is so hard because they do make it like you don't have a choice. Because, mm -hmm. you know, most people don't have that kind of dispensable income to add on top of everything else that's so rough right now. Um, and so, yeah, it is definitely a challenge. Anyway, I have no solution for that. It's not the business we're in, but I am here to say that if you are fighting those battles, like we want to hear from you, we're here for you. Nothing we can do about it except to love and support each other. Again, as long as I have all the details. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, we hope you're all well and staying that way and yes. doing your best. Get your regular exams. Make sure that you do the follow-up. I guess that's really my message today. And it worked out for me. It yeah. will work out for you too. And if you're feeling stressed about something, go gather some information.
Absolutely. And then also really helps to tell an insurance company to go fuck off. For your wow. mood. Okay. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> I was nice to the woman. It's not her fault. I was just very specific. <laughs> I've got my feelings about Blue Shield. <laughs> All right, MLFers. All right, all. We love you. Hang in there. It's actually appropriate we had this conversation. It's uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So maybe that this is all for a reason. I hope for one person, they're like, oh, this was a message to me. I need to go follow up on that or I need to make that appointment. So if that if if the reason we did this today was for you, go do it. For sure. <laughs>